It's B-Rad Celebrity Hairstylist here, your host of the Hairstylist Empowerment Podcast, a platform that allows the voices of the beauty industry to empower with the spoken word. Thank you for joining us on today's show with over 100 plus episodes and currently over 61,000. Thanks to you and on over 40 plus podcast platforms, including Amazon Music, Audible, and Spotify. So get ready to hang on to the edge of your seats, folks, because just in a few moments, we'll be diving into the heart and soul of today's extraordinary guest. Her insights and experience and wisdom are about to take you on an unforgettable ride. She's a podcast host herself, a salon owner, as well as a coach. So let's welcome today's guest, Christine Sherwood, to the Hairstyles Empowerment Podcast. So I'm just going to bring you on here. And then, so welcome, Christine. Hello, um, thank you. Wow, so this is, this is going to be fun and exciting for our guests. And and I know you have a lot of wealth of information. Plus, you also interview people yourself. So you must absorb like a sponge from all your, <laughs> <laughs> all your guests. But you're a wealth of knowledge for yourself, too. So please tell us a little bit about yourself and a bit about your background. Absolutely. I have to say that intro was fantastic. I'm over here absorbing it myself. I'm like, wow, I sound so good. <laughs> so, so really quickly, I, yes, you got it on point. I am a salon owner. I'm an internationally certified life and business coach for beauty and barber pros. Um, I'm a little, I grew up in this industry. Um, the only difference for me is that I handle more of all the other things that beauty and barber pros can't do because they're behind the chair. And so I grew up seeing my mom go through, uh, you know, in Miami beach doing all the high profile clients. And I got to see firsthand the, the mental breakdowns, the, the energy of, of loving what you do. And I got to see all the things. And for me growing up, I said, you know what, I'm going to go to university and I'm going to be a lawyer. <laughs> well, fast forward, that did not happen. Um, but I did get two um, university degrees. And so I ha I have a, I'm a little bit different um, in the beauty world, but I have applied all of that um, traditional learning to our industry. And I've been able to help several clients all over the United States um, with their businesses. And so it's so fun. I, I, cannot imagine myself in any other industry. I've tried it and it was boring. And so mm -hmm. we really are the best industry to, to be in as a person, to grow as an individual, to grow in business, to grow in your relationships. There's no other industry that, that combines all the things. So I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. Yes, uh, I am excited as well. I have so many questions <laughs> for, for you. And and if anybody watched the show, um, we don't do fluff. We dive deep into mm -hmm. and I ask the hard questions that sometimes are, are challenging. But one big thing that's challenging for a lot of people are finances, mm -hmm. cash, money, finances. So what is the most common misconception that people have about money? personal finance, and how can we address better financial literacy? 
So what I have found is that, especially in the cosmetology schools, I think, I don't know what it is that's going on there, but, you know, we get um, new hires and we get students come out of the school and they say, oh yeah, I'm going to make so much money. I'm going to be your best team player because I'm going to make you like six figures in a week. And it's like, wow, I'm so happy you have that, that drive and that ambition. I'm so happy. But we, if you are in this business to become a millionaire in six months, like it's not really going to happen. Okay. You need some, you need some experience. You need some time. You need to soak up all the things. Um, and if it does happen for you, awesome. I love it. Go for it. Um, we're really in the industry to serve. Exactly. And when you, right? Like serving, serving fills your cup. And then before you know it, you look back at all the people that you have served. And then that is like your six figure payoff, right? That's your return because you, you beautified this whole entire world um, that you, in your little circle. And so um, that's one thing that I see a lot there's not really like a dedication to wanting to grow in that area. They just want it now. doesn't happen that way. Um, The other thing too is um, being organized with money. So a lot of independent suite owners, um, renters, even if you're an employee, like make sure you have like an account, a, a separate bank account for your tips, right? Have a separate account for business expenses and then have an account for yourself because your business is its own living, breathing thing and you Mm -hmm. can't combine that. And so organization, having a fantastic CPA who's going to teach you is the, the lifesaver. So that's, that's what I would have to say with that. that. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. So what would you think? um, Like, with having a, a financial plan. So what role does a finance financial planning play in achieving like long-term financial goals and how can individuals effectively create and stick to a financial plan? Like you as a business owner, mm-hmm. you would obviously have to have a financial plan, mm-hmm. but also to the ones do you coach, do you suggest some type of financial plan that they stick to if they want to achieve certain goals? 100%. You, I mean, I've, I've been on both sides, right? I've been on the side of just showing up to work every day and we're just going to do the thing and then we're going to go home and, and hopefully have enough money to pay the bills. I've been on that end. I've also been on the other end where it's like, okay, wait, there has to be something more. There has to be some kind of like secret, right? Like how, mm-hmm. how do we make it? And so that was all for us. You know, we had to go through several different accountants until we found the one that would sit down and educate us and say, okay, listen, this is where you're struggling. This is where you got to work on. This is what you you have so much more room for growth in your business. And that really, for us, like that was our financial plan. Like my, my guy is on speed dial on my phone. Like I always (laughs) have a question. I'm like, listen, Hey, what does this mean? So having a relationship and a network like that, is the best thing that you can have. Okay. We don't have to make it so hard. And I feel like we make it hard because it's numbers and we Mm -hmm. became beauty and barber pros so that we wouldn't have to deal with numbers. But if you're a business owner, if you're a renter, you need to know that the same way, like you need to have a, a loose understanding of 
the law, like employment law and what you can and cannot do. And even that, have a good business attorney on speed dial. A lot of them do free consults. And it's not that you're going to be paying millions of dollars every year, but you just need to be able to have people in your network to be able to reach out to, to educate you, to advise you on the best decision. Um, my my great grandfather, my grandfather's like, they would always tell me, um, knowledge is expensive. Mm -hmm. So if you can real like embrace that and realize like, if you do need to hire one of these people, it's, that's the price. Knowledge is expensive, but it's an investment and it's going to help you like not make the same mistakes in the future. And then you can pass it forward and help other people. Exactly. And, and like for us types, I mean, most people want to be creative. Mm -hmm. So creative doesn't include numbers, doesn't mm -hmm. include, right. which kind of, kind of brings us. So um, in the world of entrepreneurship and business, mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. is, so what key financial considerations um, and challenges are for startups that business owners should be aware of? Because a lot, like I said, we're creative. Mm -hmm. So numbers aren't our thing. And you've already mentioned too: get a great accountant. Mm -hmm. you know, have that who knows the numbers myself. I like to be involved in the numbers and that's know what's going on, but as an owner, or maybe you're working for someone and you want to go into a suite, mm -hmm. what are some of the common mistakes that uh, most of them make that they have costs that they don't really realize that are there that they need to cover? <laughs> I think the biggest one is probably the expenses, right? So let's say you're an employee at a really great salon, but for whatever reason you feel like, you know what, I, I can do this. I can go on my own. I don't need to have a team. I can go into a suite and I can, I can do it. Great. Before you do that, I would advise, I would suggest rather, pay attention to how much color you use on a daily basis. Pay attention to how much back bar, how much um, shampoo and conditioner you use on a client. Like start doing your product cost numbers, start doing them now as an employee mm -hmm. before you take the leap and you go on your own, whether that's with a team and as an independent, whatever it is, consider every piece of thing that you have that you use and it's cost. That's the first thing. The second thing is when you do go out on your own, you have expenses, your product cost, you have marketing, you have HR, you have legal things. Like there are certain things that you can and cannot do with clients. Even to, to, to fire a client, yeah. there's a certain way to do that so that you don't get sued. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's a reason why your salon owner, your salon leader is not doing certain things when you just want them to, oh, why can't they just fire this client? Why can't they just do this? And well, there's a certain protocol according to wherever you are that needs to be followed so that there's no liabilities. There's no lawsuits. There's that the business doesn't shut down. So take that into consideration before you go on your own. And that is doing your, di your due diligence. Okay. Yeah. Nobody wants to be in a toxic salon environment, but no. make sure that you don't go out and you end up creating one by accident because you didn't do your homework. 
Well, and a lot of people too, they're kind of stuck in that they're, they're acting then out of an emotional state. Mm -hmm. They're not really kind of in the, the business logical mind, right. but I think that comes to with money too. Mm -hmm. So what are the psychological and emotional aspects of money management and how can we navigate our emotions when it comes to financial matters? So a big thing is your belief system, right? It's what pay attention to when you get a tip, when a client tips you, if you are in that environment, or if you're on the new, like hourly, um, your hourly rates, right. Where they don't tip you pay attention to how you feel receiving that. What is your belief? Oh, I got $5. I'm going to go to Starbucks and get, you know, a coffee or, Oh, I got $5. I'm going to go put that in my savings. You know, what is your belief system around that? And and I tell all my clients, which as artists, we don't like to do this, but I am telling mm -hmm. you, it works. Journal it out. We, mm -hmm. we have a file cabinet in here and we just like throw stuff in there and it becomes cluttered and you can't close the thing. And it's like a whole problem. Take a piece of paper, do a brain dump, write mm -hmm. everything out. It doesn't matter if it makes sense or not. Your beliefs, your your feelings around money, your, your feelings and emotions around boundaries about mm -hmm. money. Like what are you willing to do or not to do? Write it out, get it out of here. Mm -hmm. If you cry, cry. If you get annoyed and you want to set the paper on fire, do it. Just write it out first and that's that going to help you. Yeah, and that's right. And and it's the same. Two different. It's the same five dollar bill, mm -hmm. but then one person has to race out and spend it all, and then they say, "I never have any money." And the yeah. other person says, "I'll put it away for a rainy day," quote mm -hmm. unquote. You know, and then it's how they're really kind of what their relationship with money, and I think that goes hand in hand with how they are as business people. Because yes. if you grow, if you grew up saying your parents always, we never, you know, we don't have enough money, money doesn't mm -hmm. go on trees, all this kind yeah. of stuff. But or if you deal with other people that are more high level and say, okay, we're gonna money makes money. Mm -hmm. And they have a different uh, approach to it. But it's really about the partnership that you kind of have with people and you have with money. So how can professionals in various industries, obviously, we'll concentrate more on this one. But um, how do they build and maintain strong relationships with their clients to ensure satisfaction and long-term partnerships? So if you want to be with people a long time, what are some of the, the things you can do to build strong relationships? What can you do to build strong relationships? Have a strong relationship with yourself first. Okay. Mm -hmm. That is tough stuff. When you start looking and examining at yourself and your beliefs about money, your beliefs about clients, your beliefs about how a salon should be, et cetera, et cetera. You start, start digging deep. Okay. When you start doing that, you start realizing, oh, money is just an energy. Mm -hmm. Money is just an exchange of energy in physical form. Then you, your mindset starts changing and you start looking at your clients differently. You start realizing, oh, my client is not my bestie. My client mm -hmm. is a source of a bill paid. Okay. When you start doing that, it's not that you dislike your clients. It's not that you are setting up a wall. Mm -hmm. It's more like 
okay, we can be friendly. We can be professionally friendly, enjoy each other's company, but know at the end of the day, I'm here to serve. I'm here to provide something in exchange for you paying my bills. <laughs> exactly, right? exactly. And so, and so, but that takes a lot of inner work. And I know there's a lot of beauty and barber pros who any hint of wanting to examine themselves, they freak out. Mm -hmm. They, I have had it said, told to me, no, I don't like examining myself. Oh my God. I hate psychology. I hate all this. That's fine. You can hate psychology, but if you don't know what you've done in the past, you're going to repeat it. You're mm -hmm. going to keep making the same mistakes. If you don't learn about yourself, you are the best and only relationship that really matters. Mm -hmm. And you're exactly right. Like a client is a client. There's always a big dialogue that, a client is a client or a client is a guest. But to me, does a guest, you know, if you have a guest come in, do they pay you mm -hmm. <laughs> to stay at your house? Do they pay you for the food? Do they pay you? No, at the end of the day, you're right. You're not besties. They're clients. They're there for a service. Mm -hmm. You you exchange, you know, a form of payment for mm -hmm. a service. And that's exactly what you're doing. A guest, which is more like your friend, mm -hmm. but then do you want your friends? Oh, it's only them. I'll come yeah. late. Oh, it's only them. I get a discount. Oh, it's only them. You know what I mean? But, but you're going to be like, Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> My yeah. haircuts are this, but if you're always emotionally discounting, mm -hmm. which we can't do because as you say, whether you're hourly, whether you're commissioned, whether you're whatever, mm -hmm. You're, you're paying. And I, I do believe that clients are clients at mm -hmm. the end of the day. Like you said, they pay your bills and yes, you have a relationship with them, but you're not, you should never cross that business, personal friendship kind of line, even though we know clients for a lot mm -hmm. of years, a lot of times, but sometimes too, there can be conflicts and what happens when a conflict arises, you know what I mean? So what are the most common challenges professionals face when dealing with diverse clients, um, needs and expectations, and how can they navigate effectively? Oh, that's such a good one, especially because of the, the, of what's going on in the industry right now with the diversity and the different mm -hmm. textured hair. Yeah. I would say the biggest problem is probably the communication right? Mm -hmm. Because we get nervous. We feel uneducated. We feel like maybe we're going to screw this up. You know, we're going to fry their hair, mm -hmm. you know, like, like it's the communication piece. You can be all of those things, but don't project that fear onto the client. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times it's happened in my own salon where we get somebody in and nobody is well-versed in ethnic hair. Mm -hmm. And the stylist or the stylist or the front desk person will say, oh, I'm sorry, we don't do your hair, mm -hmm. your kind of hair. That is like, that's so, it just hurts. Mm -hmm. It just hurts. And so where does that fear come from? That fear comes from a lack of self-confidence. Maybe you're shaky in your education. Maybe you need mm -hmm. to take more classes in how to do ethnic hair. Um, so I really feel it's an education piece. Once you're educated in the skill set, your confidence builds, and then you're able to communicate clearly and say, listen, I, you can be real with the person. Mm -hmm. You can say, listen, I can do X, Y, Z, mm -hmm. but it's up to you if you want me to do it because this could happen. Mm -hmm. Are you willing to take that chance? Yes. No. Okay, great. Here's a waiver. Sign this for me. 
Mm -hmm. And then we'll get we'll get going. You know, the honesty really is the best policy. But I feel with the diversity piece, it's about being educated, be fearless and be confident in your skills that you do mm -hmm. have. Exactly. And and as we kind of go a little bit deeper, because you're totally on the same page that I am. And yeah. that's so exciting. So what role does effective communication play in understanding and meeting the needs of clients? Like, and what are some of the strategies for improving communication with clients? So what are some of the strategies? You know what, you got to practice. Okay, if that means you got to sit in front of the mirror and play pretend, and you just like talk to yourself for like an hour and you're just like, then that's what it takes. But yep. communication is a skill just like anything else. And you got to practice it. You're going to have screw ups. Okay. You're told you're going to like say something wrong to any kind of client and they're going to look at you and, you know, metaphorically or physically spit in your face and you got to take it, wipe it off, learn from it and don't mm -hmm. do the same thing next time. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> we are in the business yeah. of people, of mm -hmm. relationships, of connection. And if we cannot nail that, you're going to be sitting in the back room on your phone with no clients. Mm hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and, and and that's exactly it. And and the trust factor with clients. And the mm -hmm. thing is like one thing we all deal with. So what are the ethical considerations and responsibilities professionals have when dealing with client confidentiality and privacy? Because mm -hmm. us, us as salon professionals, we hear a lot of stuff mm -hmm. or, you know, there's maybe some talk in the back room or the, even as an owner or things, you always hear stuff. So kind of what are the considerations and responsibilities you think professionals should have when dealing, uh, you know, with, with client stuff? Absolutely. So clients come in for your time. They want to be heard. They want to be seen. They're going to say some crazy stuff, but let them say it. That's their mm -hmm. problem. They're here yep. so that you can listen to all of their crazy. Okay. Mm -hmm. If they say something in confidence, you don't say, oh, okay. And then you go to the next, you see the next client, you say, oh my goodness, I hope you don't tell me X, Y, Z, like the last person I had. Mm -hmm. like, what are you doing? Why would that yeah. client trust you to tell you anything mm -hmm. when it's in the back room? Yeah, sure. We all have our like our our story swaps, you know. You see the event. Yeah. You need yeah. to let it out. You need yeah. to be like, can you, let me tell you what just happened. Like you can mm -hmm. do that. I personally don't put a name nope. to the person. The you know, not everybody in the salon needs to know that mm -hmm. that client said this to you. You know, mm -hmm. let it out, keep it nameless. All right. That's that. The other thing is we are all human. Mm -hmm. You and I have gone to some place and we've probably been that crazy person saying some crazy stuff. And that, that listener is like, Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> what? And they're just smiling and going, uh huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> right. Okay. And then, <laughs> then you're the laughing stock later. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's the human condition. Yeah. Okay. If you, I, I live by it. I stress it to the, my staff, you know, live by mm -hmm. the golden rule. Yep. If you if you don't want it done to you, then don't do it. Mm -hmm. If you want a friend, be a friend. If you want respect, give respect. So that's that's exactly. what I'd have to say with the communication. Yeah, exactly. And there's always going to be times that somebody's not happy. 
-hmm. and somebody's dissatisfied. So how do professionals handle, you know, situations where clients are dissatisfied or um, have concerns about services or products they received and mm -hmm. what steps should be taken to address these issues. So if somebody, so if a customer is not, so as a salon owner, if a customer is not happy, how would your stylist or how would you handle, you know, somebody who's data, dissatisfied, they bought a product they didn't like, mm -hmm. or maybe uh, a style wasn't communicated, mm -hmm. as I say, or for whatever reason, mm -hmm. it looked amazing in the salon, but they went home and now all of a sudden they're like, Oh, I don't like it. But yeah. you said you loved it in the salon. Right. So for us, what we have, and this is how I was taught too, whether you're a coach or you're an owner or a business person, listen to the person, let them mm. vent to you. And let me tell you, I have screwed this up uh, several times. Okay. Mm. Because I'm human, but you got to mm. let the person vent, let them know. I hear you. I'm mm. here for you. I understand. Validate them. Yes. Listen, validate them, make them feel that you hear and understand where they're coming from. Because if you don't, they're going to create such a problem for you because all they want is to feel seen and heard. This is in every area of the communication with people. Okay. Mm -hmm. Listen to them. After you do that, offer them a solution because that's what they're there for. They're here for solutions. But even before all of this, as a business owner, you need to have a plan set already for when this does happen. Mm -hmm. Okay. When it comes to products, as soon as they open it, it is used. You cannot resell it. That is an ethical problem. That is a sanitation problem. You can't, especially with COVID, forget it. Like mm -hmm. Starbucks won't even take my coffee back to put cinnamon in it. They'll just like make a whole brand new cup. Okay. Oh, wow. This yeah. is the same thing. Okay. They had, they used it. Now you can't sell that. You can't give that to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Okay. So think of a return policy. Is it unopened? Do you have the receipt? How many days has it been for mm -hmm. us? We have, we have a seven day policy it has mm -hmm. to be unopened with the original receipt. As far as the hair services, we, we say, yeah, we're going to do it. If you don't love it, We'll, we will redo it within 10 days of your original date. 10 days, the hair hasn't really grown too much. You can still do it. We're going to be okay. And mm -hmm. it's free of cost because it's the stylist's fault. I didn't understand you correctly. I didn't hear. I wasn't on the same page. Mm -hmm. But before you even do that, have a consultation. Have photos. Stress it to your clients. Mm -hmm. Every single visit, even if you've seen them for 50 years, you need to have an image, right? You need to see it. We are visual. We see things, we understand them better. Mm -hmm. um, and at the end of the day, if they don't like it, it's because you didn't communicate it properly. You yeah. need to get the permission. This is what I'm understanding. This is what I'm hearing. Is that correct? Yes. Is this what we're going to be doing? Yes. They, the more yeses you get, mm -hmm. the more um, in the clear that you are, and you can continue on and the more satisfied of a client you are. And when you have that, you're creating an accountability for them and for you so that they can't say, well, you didn't hear me. Okay, well, wait, mm -hmm. I did ask you permission. I mm -hmm. went through this. And you're going to have a client that, that you're going to do this perfectly. You're going to do the service cycle. I mm -hmm. call this the five yeses in yes. my coaching program. Mm -hmm. You need at least five plus yeses to continue on. And you're going to get a person that you're going to do this perfectly and there's still going to be a problem. Mm -hmm. Well, 
you maintain yourself, you maintain your professional boundaries, you continue with the service cycle, you continue with getting their permission, the yeses, right? And then at the end of the day, if you feel that you are not a good fit, I hope you have network with other stylists so that you can refer out and be mm. humble enough and say, you know what? I've tried everything, uh, but you know, I know so-and-so and they might be able to help you better. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all a professional, it's a professional thing and you can do it without being mean, without, without um, blasting people on social media. Mm -hmm. Like I hate mm -hmm. that. That's just something for me. Like don't, you don't need to, to make all those funny jokes on Instagram about no. clients. This, you know, it's it's not nice. We're we're all human. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes in some of those forums, <clears throat> maybe the person hasn't checked, double checked, triple checked, got mm -hmm. those yeses, and made yeah. sure it was exactly what they were looking for, or they as a stylist were able to achieve. I always mm -hmm. believe in under promising over deliver. Oh, so never say that you can. I'm going to do this. You're going to look blah 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 blah. You know, and then they look because now you've hyped them up so much. They're expecting some amazing transformation, mm -hmm. and then they're like, oh. Well, I oh, one thing, one thing to yeah. me that is like such a big red flag, and I'm always like, <gasps> right when when I hear a stylist do this, is like, oh my god, you want? Oh, that's so easy. <laughs> that's so easy. I'll do it. I'll be right back. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then they come back, and you're like, and the client is in tears because it was just so easy. Really. Mm -hmm. no, 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 no. Under promise, over deliver, 100%. Yeah, and, and that's part of your pricing. It's part of your, you know, I mean, regardless of it was easy or not, it took you X amount of years to get there. Mm -hmm. And that's really what they're paying for. Mm -hmm. They're paying for that education so you don't screw up their hair. Right. That's why they're paying more. They're right. not paying because, because then everybody would just go to a corporate salon because mm -hmm. if anybody can do it, and it's so easy, but that reiterates what a lot of people think our profession is, is if you can't get a real job, work in the hair industry yes. because it doesn't really take any skill. Oh, that, <laughs> that know? kills me. I, that drives me crazy when, and I get, I get really defensive over my team mm -hmm. when a client says it like, Oh, did you have to go to school for this? No, you didn't. Right. Yeah. And I, I do, I always end up stepping in and, and mm -hmm. being that eavesdropper mm -hmm. because I defend my team and say, actually, some of their education is more than lawyers and doctors. So absolutely, we had to go to school for this. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's something that as a beauty and barber pro, we really need to educate our clients on. Mm -hmm. Right. There's so many things we can talk to our clients about. We don't need to. Um, that is good for the relationship like that. Talking, yeah. bragging on yourself a little bit about your education and how much it costs so mm -hmm. that they know that you're not here to play Barbie all day long. Mm -hmm. You're actually here to make a living. And this yep. is a real thing. Um, so, yeah, I just had to share that because I get <laughs> really crazy when it comes to that. Yeah, because, because it's a big thing. And, and I think that's what it is. It's education for ourselves as professionals, but it's also education for clients mm -hmm. because people are always, well, down the road, I can get it for this much. Or a lot of times people ask online in groups, how much do you charge for balayage? The thing is, my answer is, don't answer that question because what my experience is, is different than your experience. What my costs are, are different than what your costs are. Mm -hmm. Maybe I use a high-end product and you use something from Sally's, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Or, mm -hmm. or wherever sort of thing that makes a difference. Again, you're also paying for the training of that person. So it, it's, then you're just taking it like a service. You're taking the whole 
um, education part out of it. And that's what we really have to um, continue with clients is our continuing education. And as you grow, do you celebrate your staff and say, so-and-so is now at this level. So-and-so took this course. Mm -hmm. That's why now their prices are a little bit more, or I think pricing too is a big thing. We're not really going to touch on it, but mm -hmm. pricing is a big thing always when either you have to, how do I raise my prices? If you're not doing it consistently, and you should always do it before the holidays. Never do it in January after when their money's all spent and they have no money left and they're paying all their credit cards off. Don't, right. don't do it because it's a new year. Always do it October. Always let them know months before or have it annually where they know, okay, it's going to go up this much. Because if you wait five, 10, whatever years, and then saying my prices are going to go up, People are going to freak. Some people aren't going to come back. Some people are fine with it because they know you, you haven't raised your price since 2010. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But it's, 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 I think that constant communication with your clients, with mm -hmm. your staff, with, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and, um, you know, and it's all about boundaries kind of as well. So we're going to jump into a little bit more about mm -hmm. boundaries. So mm -hmm. what are boundaries and how, and why are they so crucial in our professional and personal lives? So a lot of the stylists, they hear the word boundaries and they equate that with rules. Mm. And they're like, rules? I don't need more rules. Don't tell me how to live my life. You don't know me, right? It becomes very Jerry Springer very quickly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no. Boundaries, think of it as the frame holding the picture. Mm -hmm. the frame that's around the Mona Lisa. The Mona Lisa is you. You are the image. You are the person providing the services. You are the big picture. But the, that picture, you don't want it to bleed onto everybody else, onto the wall. You don't want that. That's why you have the frame. The frame keeps you in focus to what's important. And so boundaries actually bring people in. Okay. And it keeps all the the people who don't fit with you, it keeps them out. Okay. Little kids, they color in, they color outside the lines. They're like all mm -hmm. over the place. Right. Cause they are learning that the picture is within the lines. Mm -hmm. And so when I teach about boundaries, I use that example because we're visual. We need to know that. Right. Mm -hmm. Boundaries is another skill that you got to practice and you're going to screw it up at first. And you might overcorrect and go from a pushover to a tyrant in like two seconds. Mm -hmm. I know because I've done it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I'm not supposed to be that harsh. Oh, okay. mm -hmm. but it's, it's work. It's self work. That's investing in yourself. Mm -hmm. And the way you discover them is, is really sitting down with yourself and asking yourself the hard questions. Like what, lights me up what doesn't light me up okay mm -hmm. why am i doing all of those things that don't light me up why am i not painting mm -hmm. more why am i not hiking more well what's holding me back what am i afraid of oh i'm afraid i'm gonna go get kidnapped oh so that's mm -hmm. why i'm not hiking oh okay well how make find yourself a solution mm -hmm. you literally have to kind of stand outside of yourself to look in and you can do this. Sometimes you need a coach. Sometimes you need some help from somebody mm -hmm. to kind of get you started. And once you do that, then you're like, oh, it's become second nature and you can do it. And 
it's doable. It can, you can do this. It's, you, you just need help. Ask for, ask for what you need. <laughs> exactly. I love that analogy about the Mona Lisa with the frame around it. Cause even though it's protected within the frame, there's so much controversy about what's inside. Yeah. Like people are talking about is it, a smile, is this, it's a guy, it's it's a girl, it's a so-and-so, it's this, it's yeah. there's all this stuff. And that's what people do exa exactly. When you have your boundary, your frame around yourself, you're always gonna get people. Well, this person is this, this person's mm -hmm. that, this person's it's like, but I have my boundary around, and you have things that you're not willing to tolerate anymore. You right. know what I mean? And those are things that I think we have to do for our mental health. Mm -hmm. We have to do for, and not everybody's going to like it. I don't like that Mona Lisa's trapped in that picture. She's not expressing right. herself the way she needs to be. But who's <laughs> to say that they have the right to tell Mona how right. to live her life? If right. she wants to be inside that frame or, or the artist wants to put her inside the frame, then so be it. But you're always going to get people that, and this is true in real life, you're mm -hmm. always going to get people that don't like your boundary right. because it affects them. Mm -hmm. And they like it when you didn't have a boundary. Like you said, doing that flip from being a doormat to being, you know, a, a strong door itself. Right. You know what I mean? Where people have to ring and ask permission to come in. Mm -hmm. They can't just walk on you like the mat at the front outside of the, the right. door sort of thing. But how can establishing healthy boundaries improve both mental uh, well-being of mental health, you know, anybody that works with mm -hmm. mental health. Um, and I think that's all of us. I think us as professionals, beauty professionals, we deal with mental health, mm -hmm. either either with the mental health of our clients or mental health of ourselves or mm -hmm. mental health of our, our mm -hmm. work environment sort of thing and the quality of care that we provide to our clients. So how does kind of setting boundaries and, and uh, mental health kind of go in hand in hand? They go hand in hand because once you know who you are, you know what you have to give, you know what you offer, you can confidently present yourself to the world. And you can say, this is, this is what I do. Yep. Take it or leave it. And when you do that, you have this, this freedom, this, this um, liberation that is just so exuberant and it's contagious. And people will look at you. They will turn heads and say, whoa. Who's mm -hmm. that? Wow, they're so whatever it is, confident, bold, daring, all because you put in the work to be like, okay, wait, I need peace. So if I need peace, what do I need to do to get peace? Mm -hmm. These are all the questions that we, ask, that we have to start asking ourselves. We give so much of ourselves it, to other people and it makes us happy. Absolutely, it makes us happy. But at the same time, we need to have enough time to sleep. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, I, I am aware that there are certain 24-hour um, mobile stylists. Mm -hmm. And you can call them anytime. It could be two in the morning. Yes. And you're like, I need my hair done. And they come to you in your house and they do your hair. Mm -hmm. And that's great. That's fantastic. Awesome. Right. But mm -hmm. um, for the stylist, when do you stop? When do you stop? Mm -hmm. When do you have time for you? Because you're giving, 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 giving. How are you going to give from an empty cup if you're 24 seven? Exactly. You can't, yeah. you can't be Walmart. You can't, no. it's not going to work. And so um, when you start journaling, taking time for you, getting in nature, seeing 
life the way it should be, which is in nature, right? That's the most natural mm -hmm. you can be. Even the animals and the trees have boundaries. Yes. Okay. They have seasons. If they can do it, you can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I believe, I say what you said, like once you set boundaries, it's almost like now you're the strong, independent person where you're almost, well, I would say not almost, you are reintroducing yourself to people and yeah. they're going to have to get to know the new you. And, and some people may have to kind of reapply to be in your life. Yes. You know, that, or the things and that that's you so have, good. Yeah, you know. they do have to reapply to be in your life because as humans, we are constantly changing. That's the mm -hmm. thing that's always that you can always expect to happen. Change is the only constant. So you may like wearing red shoes on Tuesdays every single mm -hmm. day for the last 50 years, but then one day you wake up and you say, you know what? I'm tired mm -hmm. of this color. And yep. you can change it. Yeah. You have that permission. You can you can be a pixie haircutting stylist, mm -hmm. and that is your specialty. That's what everybody knows you for. But then one day you say, I want to do brides and balayage. Mm -hmm. you can do that. It's just a different boundary and you got to be willing to stick to it and enforce it. And I think that's what happens to us a lot of times too. We, mm -hmm. we get all gung ho about boundaries and I'm going to do mm -hmm. this and my mindset's going to be great. Mm -hmm. And then the moment comes to enforce it and you cower and you go, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And you give in, you don't enforce what you just said that you were going to do. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, you got to stick to it. Yeah, exactly. Because people say, say, wait, what? This is not you. Oh, you know what yeah. I mean? And then you're like, that's why you cower back because yeah. you're like, oh, maybe they're right. This mm -hmm. isn't me. I am the pixie right. person. I am the red wearing, you know, it's the same. Yeah. If you change yeah. your color, people are like, oh, you're not blonde because they always see you as a blonde right. or you always wear those red shoes on Tuesday. Now you're like, I'm going to switch it up and wear yellow. Right. So now you're like, oh, you're wearing yellow. <laughs> right. I wear yellow. That's my color. Yeah. So then they're like, oh, you're just trying to be like me now. Oh. So so everybody has this this kind of thing. And that's and that's the thing in our business, because we're creating mm -hmm. these images for our clients that nobody really wants to. I mean, it's different if you're a pixie expert and that's what you do. And people come to you because they know you're the best in the business mm -hmm. for pixies or balayage or whatever. That's what you do. And that's mm -hmm. what they want. But if you're coming to the point where it's now assembly line and every single person coming in is getting a pixie or cutting it off to a pixie or growing it into a pixie, then that's not really using our creative side. And I think that's the one challenge with hairstylists as well is because we're always demanded to be so creative. A lot of us don't always have the ideas. Yes. You know? We're and burnt out. Mm -hmm. We're burnt out because we're exerting our energy into all of these things that don't matter. We get overwhelmed and then we don't have the creative juices when it counts. Exactly. And I had somebody ask me the other day, Christine, I'm really burned out. What do you, what do you suggest? Mm -hmm. And if I'm being totally transparent, I was going through the same thing and they came to me like, I need help. And I'm like, I need help. Wait, exactly. what are you talking about? And, mm -hmm. and I ended up, I ended up taking a break from mm -hmm. people, social yep. media. Like I didn't, I literally, I think sat home and binge Netflix and I slept and I had a whole bunch of popcorn. Like sometimes that's what you mm -hmm. got to do. Yep. Just separate yourself, recharge, refuel, and then you have the energy to come back. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that. And then the other thing is, 
growing up in this industry, I was always taught and, and I actually witnessed it that every time I would go into the salon in Miami mm -hmm. where my mom worked, mm -hmm. the girls always had a different hair color and a different hair cut. Okay. Yes. And it was every single time. And to this day, I make sure for myself, it's so ingrained that now every five, six weeks, mm -hmm. I make sure that I style my hair differently. I have a different color. It could be just a highlight right here. Mm -hmm. It could be a little pink over here. It could be curls. It could be stick straight, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Keep it different because even for yourself, seeing yourself different versions of you yes. keeps you interesting to yourself. Mm -hmm. So that's a little something too that we can always start implementing. I know some stylists, they just kind of stick with the same thing all the time. Exactly. And it also shows clients because I've worked in salons where they're like, I like so that stylist hair. I like blah, blah, blah. And it also shows them that somebody may have a look like yours, but to show they can do it a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. Or, hey, you have the same color because you love the color yeah. and you love the cut, but let's change it a little bit. So maybe you have this bob. Maybe let's flip the bottom out instead of putting it under. Maybe right. let's wave it and you, or maybe let's use a flat iron or maybe let's use a curling iron or mm -hmm. heated appliance or let's try some different products. Let's change the part up. But you still have the same cut and color, but it's right. ways to... Um, you know, kind of integrate that as well. And then they're kind of getting something new without having to change. Cause stylists always get that question. If you could do anything with my hair, what would you do? Yeah. And then it's like deer in the headlights. But one thing I want to go back to um, that you kind of talked about, it's, it's okay for everybody to give themselves a permission slip. If mm -hmm. you need time to replenish, yeah. give yourself permission to take that time to replenish. Yeah. If you need that permission slip to enforce boundaries or create boundaries, make sure you do that as well. It's mm -hmm. okay. It's your life. People are always going to talk regardless of what you're going to do. Yeah. Always favorable, negative, whatever. If it's yeah. out, out of alignment with what their version is of you, but who better to live your life than you? Right. So say it's okay. Yes, I'm going to give permit. And I do this in my courses as well. They mm -hmm. sign a permission slip before we even start the course to say, um, I give myself permission to, and then that way there's their, their, as I say, like validation mm -hmm. being understood, like all that, that kind of stuff. And like boundaries are such a big thing. Like it mm -hmm. could be a podcast on its own, totally. you know, totally. about uh, establishing like healthy boundaries, maintaining healthy boundaries, improving relationships, overall well-being, like all that kind of stuff. But um, what are some common signs that indicate someone may be struggling with a boundary issue and how can they address these challenges? Oh, that's such a good question. What are some mm. common signs? I would say irritability, mm. right? We're in an industry predominantly of women. There is some irritable women out there and because they're, they're probably hangry. Mm -hmm. They're hungry. They haven't eaten. Why? Because they want to do all the things and all this stuff. Um, irritability, have some self-discipline. Okay. If you're showing up to work all the time and your hair is tousled and you don't have lipstick on and you didn't get enough sleep and you're hungover and all this stuff. Well, there's some changes that needs to be made because mm -hmm. now you look like a mess, you're acting like a mess, you're not pleasant to be around, okay? Um, you know, if you 
this is a silly one. And I keep talking about coffee mm-hmm. because I haven't had any coffee today. Mm-hmm. I had matcha instead of coffee and it's not yeah. doing the trick. But <laughs> if you, if you, if you yeah. need to have a cup of coffee in the morning, keep that. Keep it mm-hmm. going. Okay. If you are not ready to change something, you need to ease yourself into it. And that's mm-hmm. what boundaries are about, easing yourself into it. You can't just like, you can, but it's going to mm-hmm. be really hard. And you wake up and you're like, I'm doing everything different. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Get ready for the roller coaster. Um, uh-huh. So, so yeah, irritability, showing up, messed up, uh, um, two drastic changes. I think those are some of the top mm-hmm. red flags that, okay, better boundaries need to be put in place you know you're snappy with your team yeah, yeah probably having good. some inner conflicts and you know yeah. now you're you're setting the boundaries but as i say you're you're like i'm setting these boundaries to make my life better but yet i'm conflicted inside right but you really have to know why you're why you're setting them which kind of brings me to a question that i think is really important Sure. And almost profound. <laughs> so so what, is, what is the difference between healthy boundaries and walls that isolate us from others? Oh, I mean, this how is can you strike the right balance. Because there's a difference in setting boundary and putting up a wall. So boundaries is so that you can welcome people in and everybody can have a good play date. Right. Mm-hmm. A wall is is just it's full of hurt and sadness and fear that like throughout this whole time that we're talking about this, I keep wanting to say it and I end up saying something else, but we need to know and be okay with what our fears are Mm -hmm. because fear is the root cause of everything we're talking about. Okay. You have a crappy mindset. It's because you're afraid to think outside the box. You you're getting, you're a pushover. It's because you're afraid of rejection. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fear is the root. And I feel like when we, the, the difference between a boundary and a wall is that a boundary, you know why you're going to bend your boundary. Mm-hmm. Not that you want to do that all the time, but you know that this is what you do. And you know why you're going to allow somebody to cross your boundary or not. And I think that a big problem is that we talk all about boundaries and you can't let people cross them because then, you know, you're going to get right back to where you were before. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's true. But we're human Mm -hmm. and we need to be real with ourselves. Okay. If we set too many walls because we want to overcorrect, you're going to be isolated and you're going to be very lonely and mm-hmm. miserable think and tell and you're going to be lying to yourself telling oh i have excellent boundaries and no one's going to cross them because i am this mm-hmm. okay you need to relax and know that there will be people who cross your boundaries mm-hmm. but then it's how you react and respond to that cross right that crossing over are you going to like kick them to the curve or are you going to sit down with them and say, listen, mm-hmm. I have this boundary and I feel like it's not working. I feel like you, you're not really respecting mm-hmm. me by crossing that. Like, you, There are ways to do this, mm-hmm. especially with clients who are paying. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's always hard because we want the money. 
and we we don't want to reject them because then they're going to go out and like talk about us throughout the whole entire town. Mm -hmm. But we got to be fearless. Well, of course. And and no one wants to feel drained after right. a client. No one wants to, you know, if the client's a little handsy or the, right. <laughs> there's all kinds of stuff that happens, right? Mm -hmm. um, the worst is probably the shampoo bowl, but we'll go into that. <laughs> yes. you yeah, know, close your eyes. <laughs> I don't <laughs> need any moaning that. at the sink. Right, <laughs> right, right. But, but that's also their, their kind of experience as well. But that's a great mm -hmm. definition because with boundaries, we can adapt them, we can adjust them, and mm -hmm. we can, but with a wall, once it's there, you think you're protecting yourself, you're just walling yourself in, mm -hmm. and then you're not creating any kind of dialogue or communication. Chances are, if we have boundaries, everybody that we know in our entire lives has crossed them. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. if you creep Xing everybody out because they crossed the boundary, but if you have that clear communication dialogue, and they do it again, then that's a choice. It's an not, oh, I didn't know. An excellent example is family. Mm -hmm. Right. There are so many beauty and barber pros that they are the only one in their entire family and their family looks at them and they're just like, what's wrong with yeah. you? Like they're always crossing. Oh, just do my hair at home. You're going to be home for Christmas anyway. You might mm -hmm. as well just do my hair. Oh my yep. goodness. Yeah. No, we need to yeah. communicate to our family members. This is what I do for a living. Like educate them, make mm -hmm. it a part like, like bring them in right yeah. to what you do and they're going to cross it and you just got to be a broken record mm -hmm. and constantly yep. repeating yourself. And one day they'll get it. Yeah. One day they will, but you got to do the work and yeah. the repetition. Yeah. Mature stylists, I think always they'll leave their stuff at home where somebody yeah. new, they're excited, they're new in the yeah. field. I want to do as many people as I can, yeah. but soon as you start doing it free once, that you know, that's a bonus. Thank you. Free a second time, then oh great, even better. Then then it becomes an expectation after a mm -hmm. while. And if you don't set those and say, hey, especially if they're getting balayage, they're getting highlights, that comes out of your pocket. Well, even a haircut does because it comes out of your time. But like that sort of thing. So um, so we all deal with adversity. So what are some of your biggest challenges that you've overcome? And what did it take to become victorious? My biggest challenges. I think it was being comfortable with who I am and where I am in life. Um, you know, I said before, I'm, I'm not going to be a hairstylist. I'm going to go to university. I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to make lots of money and we're going to do all this stuff. And then I was there and I realized, oh my goodness, one, this is boring. Mm -hmm. Two, I got to do the same thing every single day. Three, humans are evil. Like, why would you, <laughs> I can't do this. I'm miserable at work. Yeah. Um, and being comfortable with, with where I am here, right. In the family business and mm -hmm. doing what has already using what I have, I guess yes. that's really what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You got to use what you have. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I got university degrees and that's great. Awesome. But I'm doing things in here in the salon that fill me up. Right. I'm a very outgoing person. I like people. I like knowing people's stories. That's why I have a podcast. Mm -hmm. I like um, offering solutions. That's why I'm a coach. Um, I like making money and serving. So that's why I am embracing a salon ownership. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think the biggest um, struggle was embracing that, finding and creating my own niche mm -hmm. in where I am. Uh, because there was a time where I was very depressed. 
I gained so much weight. I didn't have any direction. I didn't know what I was doing or where I was going. And, and um, it was just yucky. And then once you do the inner work of who am I, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? What are my fears? Why am I afraid of those fears? Like ask yourself the five W's and Mm -hmm. the H who, what, where, when, why, and how those Mm -hmm. questions are going to save you in every situation. And whether you want a coach to have holds you accountable or you don't asking Mm -hmm. yourself those questions, you become your own coach. Okay. I'm giving you, I am literally giving you the information Mm -hmm. that a coach probably should not be giving you, but I'm giving it to you anyway, because you Mm -hmm. need to know. Um, And so I I did the work and I needed Mm -hmm. the push from my own coaches that I've had over the years. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like I'm in a good place right now where um, I've overcome those feelings of insignificance, of feeling less than, and Mm -hmm. uh, it takes time. Exactly. And you, and you want to make sure the inside matches the outside mm-hmm. sort of right. thing. Um, do you have a mantra or personal words that you live by to carry you through life? I do. There's a couple, right? So the one for the salon is our motto, right? And it's a cheerful look brings joy to the heart. Hmm. There's that one. So if you look good, you're going to make people happy. Yes, exactly. And then the one for myself that I use in my coaching is the truth will set you free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. it will, it, it will. will. And every time. In yeah, every and, scenario. It, and it could be hard. It could be, you know, the more real you are, I think the kind of better, mm-hmm. better it is. Um, so as we're kind of wrapping up and mm-hmm. it's been so, I'm, I'm just like, I don't know. I just want to keep talking to you. <laughs> I love it. I love so, it. So is there anything I haven't asked you that you would like to share with our audience? Because I know you have a vast amount of knowledge and we're trying to pack everything into yeah. like the power hour sort of thing. <laughs> Ooh, what would I want you to ask me? Um, ask me about um what I what I have to offer beauty and barber pros. Okay. And then and then what I would say to that would be. Um, I offer one-on-one coaching. I offer in salon. So if you need me to come to your salon, I am there. Let's do it. If you want um, an online course, guess what? I have it and it's live and it's five weeks of intensive. Let's transform your life and business. Um, I have a podcast. I'm always looking for guests to join. Um, What else? Yeah, I think that's it. And so that's what I would say. Come oh, to come follow me on Instagram and talk. Exactly. To me. Yeah, we're gonna get there, <laughs> and, <laughs> and we'll put your 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 stuff up. We'll also have it in the description as well, sort of thing. Um, is there anybody you would love to give a shout out to? Oh, this is a sweet question. <laughs> I always give all the credit to my mom, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely her. Probably Tabitha Coffee. I love her. She's one of the main reasons why I became a coach. Um, Robert Chromians, all the, all the OGs, all the OGs. Hey, I'm out here. Thank you. (laughs) Exactly. And, and the pioneers that have been there and I've talked to Tabitha before several times I've talked to, you know, a lot of people and just say, and that's why I kind of do what I do as well. So as we kind of wrap up, you've given so many nuggets already, but in, in closing, what's a nugget of gold you would like to leave our audience with? 
you can embrace the different versions of you. You can do it. You, it could be really hard and scary because Lord knows it is scary, mm-hmm. but you can do it and you can be comfortable and then you can change yourself again later. You can always reinvent yourself. If Madonna can do it, you can do it. I know still on stage. <laughs> what is she? 65 yeah. and she's still touring. And I think Cher is going out again. Like she's, she's been a top person in every decade. It's what? like seven decades. Yeah, of all these artists that are now coming out and and re, you know, I'll say rebranding, but that was one thing with Madonna. She said it herself, she's not a great singer, but she really knows how to market herself. Right. And that's and- why people come because she used the shock value. She used mm-hmm. the the stuff. You know what I mean? And that's what got people. She even got banned where I am here in Toronto. <laughs> yeah, you see? Yeah. And, and and what who's the other one? Oh yeah, it's uh I think what's her name? Who's the other one? Taylor Swift. Oh, same sort yeah. of thing in business, what she just did with her record deals and her catalog and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So it shows you, you can be great in business. So speaking of business, if people wanted to find you, um, where can they find you? So where can they find you on IG? Where can they find you on? So as I say, if they pretty much want to go to where all your stuff is, they yeah. go to um, <clears throat> the beauty, the beautycoach.ck.page. I believe. And then all your links are kind of there. But if they want to go to Instagram, obviously you can go to the beauty coach, a beauty pro coach on Instagram. And if they want to find you, I believe it's the same name. If they Mm -hmm. want to find you on Facebook, Mm -hmm. is it the same as well? So, and, and I think that's part of great branding too, that you keep the same name all the way through. All same, the way. Same, same branding, same coloring, same name, same on every platform. So when people want to find you, they kind of know where you are sort of thing. Right. Um, exactly. I hang out a lot on Instagram, but I'm on all of those places all the time. But um, yeah. I encourage your listeners to reach out, connect, ask for what you need. I'm only a DM away. And mm-hmm. I love connecting with people in our industry. I, I j- it just, it fills me up. So mm-hmm. don't be afraid and just say hi. No, because I say I've checked out your Instagram. It looks great. Your branding is great. Um, your podcast little clips are great. The things that's on there, there's such value. And even taking the sound bites from the the thing, because sometimes that little piece of, of say, nugget of gold can just turn that light on for somebody. And they're like, yeah. wow, never thought of it like that. Yeah. Or probably a lot of the stuff that we talked about today, there's so much in there. It, mm-hmm. As I say, it could probably produce 100 clips. But <laughs> Of the stuff we, t- we talked about today. <clears throat> but as we kind of wrap up, I want to let everybody know today's episode is brought to you by Beauty Industry Cruises, powerful education, beautiful destinations. So we have uh, exa- exactly, we take uh, beauty pros, we take hairstylists, estheticians, anybody who's a beauty industry professional. We go on cruises around the world. Um, we have one coming up January. 2024, which is our inside out cruise, which is another thing we kind of talked about. You want to make sure that your insides or your outsides match your insides. Mm. And as a, as a, a stylist or a beauty professional, you want to make sure that when you're working with clients, that you're taking what they feel inside is manifested in what you mm. create for them on the outside. Come June, we're doing our trichology cruise and everything with extensions, um, uh, hair loss, hair growth, um, hair systems, 
like all that kind of stuff that's coming June um, 2024, and we'll be in the Mediterranean. We have some amazing educators for that. You can go to www.beautyindustrycruises.com. You can also find them at Beauty Industry Cruises. You can also find me on Instagram at uh, Brad Celebrity Stylist. You can find some stuff there if you like a lot of quotes and just random stuff sort of thing. And as I say, I also run the Beauty Industry Cruises page on IG as well. So I want everybody to remember to get up, dress up, show up wonderfully and powerfully, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>